Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation, they're looking for greater recognition of menopause in the workplace. They want workplace policies developed which would see women supported in the workplace during menopause. And joining us is Loretta Dignam, who's founder of the Menopause Hub. Good morning to you, Loretta. Um, Has this been something at work, certainly, that's been largely hidden so far? Good morning, Joe. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, Indeed, I think menopause in general is actually one of the last taboos of women's health. Nobody talks about it. Um, Our mothers didn't talk to us about it. And we certainly don't talk very much to one another about it as women. And therefore, um, if you go into the workplace, it's discussed even less, I would think. Uh, Women are embarrassed. Women are um, afraid of the implications of saying that they're menopausal. um, And therefore, talking about it in the workplace may have implications for them. So really what um, we're trying to do now is that it's a bit like mental health was about 10, 15 years ago. We're actually trying to break down the taboo and the stigma that surrounds menopause so that um, women uh, in the workplace can talk more freely and more openly and be supported better um, when they're going through this tough period of life for them. Talk to me about the implications that women might be worried about. Well, you know, a lot of women um, would be, so the average age of menopause is 51. Um, Obviously, some women are younger than that and some are older. The average length of time for the menopause, if you take into account the period running up to it, which is called perimenopause, and the period afterwards, which is called postmenopause, the average length of time of that is 7.4 years for women. And there's a myriad of symptoms which are emotional, psychological, physiological um, and sexual, which um, total around 40 different symptoms. So no woman's menopause is the same. So if you can imagine this in the context of um, menopause, um, this is happening to a woman. Uh, She probably is at the peak of her career or has re-entered the workplace or whatever. And what can happen is, so for example, if you have a hot flush in work, like I used to have 20 to 30 hot flushes a day, I'm presenting to a client or an important business meeting, that really knocks your confidence. You know, uh, people, women suffer from anxiety, women suffer from um, brain fog, from forgetfulness, women suffer from um, uh, flat mood, lack of energy, maybe haven't slept the night before. And so all of these things can have implications, A, on their performance, but B, that stereotype of the menopausal woman being, you know, a bit um, of, you know, a bit of a, I don't know, a whack job, a nut job past it, over the hill, lots of different things. And I think women have fought very hard um, to get sort of, you know, um, trying to get a more equal position in the workplace. And this really um, can put them back. And Loretta, we're talking to Loretta Dignam, uh, founder of the Menopause Hub. How did you deal with the situations that you had at work? Well, um, first of all, I was... um, uh, in denial that I was going through menopause, um, I and I when I look back now, I'm you know kind of uh, I feel goodness, and um, you know uh, I, I wish I hadn't behaved like that. But I also didn't want people to know my age, so by saying I was menopausal, would be admitting that I'm a certain age. Um, but yet people probably knew my age within five years anyway. Um, so I didn't talk about it because I was afraid of um, what my employers might think, or my clients, or my customers, and that they might feel I wasn't doing a good enough job. Um, so I put up with my symptoms for about three years 
Um, I tried all sorts of natural and over-the-counter remedies, including magnets that I bought in boots that I put in my underwear, uh, none of which worked for me, I might add. And eventually, after three years, I sought, sought some help from a medical person, my GP. Unfortunately, um, the consultation was only, you know, 10 minutes long, and the GP, had she asked me a couple more questions, wouldn't have prescribed the uh, kind of HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, that she did prescribe for me. And so then I, after a few weeks, I went to someone else because it didn't suit me. I went to somebody else and and the consultation was about an hour long. And that what that did for me was I joined the dots as to all these different symptoms that I was experiencing were actually related to menopause. I then got hormones that were separate. So therefore you could adjust the dosage of one hormone versus another. And within a few months, all my symptoms were gone. So I had things like, as I said, you know, the, the hot flushes, but I also had really bad dry eye. I ended up in the eye in here three times with my dry eye. I had pains in my ankles. I had UTIs. I had getting up to go to the loo in the night. I had sleeplessness. I mean, the list was a myriad of lists and the energy levels on the floor. So I was dragging myself through every day. Jeepers. Wow. <laughs> I'm not the worst I've seen. Really? I can tell you. Yeah, we have women coming from all over Ireland to our clinic. And I think what's happening is that obviously we don't see the women who've got brilliant GPs because they don't come to us. But the women that we do see um, have been suffering in silence. And they've maybe been to their GP and told, A, they're too young to be going through menopause or they've had a blood test and the blood test says that they're not menopausal. So the doctor says they're not menopausal. Or they're offered antidepressants and sleeping tablets. Um, or they're just, you know, patted on the head and told, you know, this is a natural phenomenon, just get on with it. So these women, by the time they come to us, a lot of them are on the knees. And one of the symptoms that isn't really spoken about much is the whole anxiety issue, so the emotional and psychological pieces. And women think they're going mad and they feel very isolated. They've no one to talk to. Um, they go online, Dr. Google, and they get a myriad of conflicting information big headlines about HRT and so on and so on. I was anti-HRT myself for three years, don't get me wrong. But I just think it's all about education. It's all about breaking down the myths, the taboos. And what would you say to younger women listening to you this morning who think, wow, is that what's ahead of me? (laughs) Sorry, folks, that's what's ahead of you. But if you can think about it like this, it's it's like puberty in reverse. So when you're going through puberty, those hormones are all raging. And that was such fun. Yes, exactly. And this is the complete opposite where the hormones are declining. Um, But we wouldn't dream of not preparing ourselves or our children for puberty. Um, And we wouldn't, and yet where none of us are prepared for menopause. And that's just because it's just not spoken about. It isn't an important issue. Women weren't that important going back in time. Do you know what I mean? Um, And now more women are working in the workplace. So there's 571,000 women in the 45 to 65 year old age group. 80% of those will have symptoms. 45% of those will be moderate to severe symptoms. And there's 350,000 women in that age group in the workplace. So this affects a lot of women. And we're all somebody's mother, sister, wife, employee, um, you know, peer, boss, etc. And I think, you know, it's about doing the educational job that that was being done on mental health. Well, uh, listeners saying well, men have puberty too, but clearly they escape the menopause. It's so unfair. <laughs> to some extent, it probably is. Um, but I wonder also, you know, a lot of workplaces still remain controlled by men. Is that part of the problem here? 
Oh, I, I don't think it's um, part of the problem. I think there's just pure unawareness and ignorance and women haven't made it an issue and therefore men haven't been asked to make it an issue. I go into workplaces and I talk to the workplaces about menopause, raising awareness and so on, talking them through some of the things I'm talking about now to you and advising them on how they might change their policies. Um, And uh, I had six men in one of the talks I had recently and they were so enlightened from a personal perspective but also from a workplace perspective. So I think it's really about education of women as well as men. Mm, uh, So in reality, then, there are very few, if any, workplaces in the country that have specific workplace policies for women undergoing menopause. Um, I don't know of any. That doesn't mean there aren't any, but I don't know of any. And so I really applaud the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation, the INMO, for um, for um, putting out this position position statement. And what they're doing is calling on the unions and calling on the employers in the private and public healthcare sector to create workplace-friendly menopause policies. So, you know, there's a number of different things in that. You know, one is about making it um, known in the workplace that they support women going through menopause and having awareness sessions and putting in place a formal policy or amending existing policies. There is looking at maybe flexible working hours, having um, access to you know temperature control, so whether that's aircon or a fan at your desk or a window. Um, it's also about you know looking at your sickness and absence policies. Perhaps men- and menopause should be incorporated into that. Um, there's you know working from home. There's a number of different things that can be done. Access to cold water. And um, if women are going, if wearing uniforms, that they might have um, additional pieces of uniform in case of you know that the sweats and so on. And it's really just thinking, putting yourself in the shoes of the menopausal woman and asking what does she need. And in those yeah. instances, sorry, just to say that some women, you know, it's about training managers. Um, and even in some workplaces, that still could be um, a difficult conversation. So you might have mentors in place or champions that you could go to speak to rather than going directly to yeah. your boss. Yeah. Loretta, how is it possible that in the natural process, women face so many challenges health-wise that guys just glide past. Well, I can't speak on behalf of men because I don't know enough about them. But I will say that this is that originally we weren't designed to live this long. Women died in their late 40s um, when their fertile productive years were finished. So if you go back a couple of centuries ago, they, they died. Nowadays, through you know medical intervention, science, diet, nutrition, lifestyle, etc., we're living longer. So therefore, we're living one-third to one-half of our lives in a in an estrogen deficient state. And therefore, if you had a deficiency in any other hormone in your body, you would be looking to replace that. And the long-term implications of this, of living longer without estrogen, are that your bones aren't protected. So osteoporosis is a possibility and you're at high risk of that. You're at high risk of, or higher risk of um, heart disease um, and heart attack is the biggest killer of women worldwide. Um, and you'll have your increased risk of um, Alzheimer's and uh, cognitive function issues. So they're the longer term risks. So there's not only the short term um, issues of um, the symptoms, there's also the longer term um, health issues. Okay. And uh, yeah. 
So, okay. yeah, it's an unfair lot for us women. Ah, that's for sure. There's absolutely no question. All right, thank you very much for telling us about all of that uh, and let's hope that it brings it uh, more out into the open in the workplace than it is at the moment. Loretta Dignam, who's founder of the Menopause Hub, we appreciate your time. Call Limerick today now on 461995.